Hello, and thank you for joining me on Speak Your Truth Radio, a conscious journey to enlightenment. And I am Kristen Bomas, your host. And today we're going to talk about relationships and texting. I'm going to help you look at relationship development and maintenance, the form of communicating and texting. When I work with couples and or individuals, I'm constantly asked how to cope with texting in a relationship. So I thought today I would talk a little bit about the kinds of questions and answers that come up regarding texting as a main form or a complementary form of communicating in a relationship. Let's start with looking at development of a relationship. It's a time where most people, when you first meet someone, feel very excited, things are very open, they're very wonderful. You know, it's like it's a, it's a new beginning, there's a lot of really good things coming and going. So everything is perceived from this glistening place. And in that time, we may text. If the other person or, or you are very much holding on to texting rather than communicating, oftentimes what I hear is there's a rift. There's a rift that begins because there isn't a connection that's needed. The intimacy is gone. And so the, the texting is accepted because it's new and it's allowed to continue only to find that as you go later into the relationship, the texting becomes an issue. And that texting is something that is maybe a thorn in one person's side, or it's more of a crutch on the other person's side. Who knows? But it can be one or the other. And over time in the relationship, what I see happening quite a bit is it becomes that piece that is uh, a part of the rift that is, is developing inside the relationship. As we talk about maintaining a relationship with texting, we're looking at how do we use it in the maintenance phase of the relationship? You know, is it used for quick little bursts of talk, very casual, very pointed, very purposeful, or is it used to express, or is it used as the main form of communication, or is it used as a means of communicating when you're too frightened or uncomfortable to communicate face-to-face. And then finally what I'd like to mention is, you know, once we've texted it, it's recorded. It's down, it's written, it's there. So if you're going to text something, understand words spoken, words used are never retracted. But when they're also documented, that also becomes it can be a problem. It can also be a a, a a mode of further communication, if you will, because oftentimes the written word in texting is misunderstood, which we're going to talk more about. And in that misunderstanding, as you look at the written word and talk about the separate perceptions um, and understandings of those words, it, it can open up communication. I, I do find, however, that with the people with whom I work, I have to teach them how to use those misunderstandings as an opportunity to open up the communication because otherwise those misunderstandings in texting uh, are again another form of uh, 
rift, rift or demise in the relationship. Uh, so as we talk about relationships, we're talking about you and an other. Always. That could be one other person. It could be several other people, but it's always you first and then everybody else. So I was talking with a friend of mine uh, last week and he made the comment that the cool thing about texting and he even brought in uh, the, you know, the emailing and, and all of the other forms of nonverbal communication that are so popular today. His comment was, you know, we have to really look inside ourselves. It forces us to be more aware of self rather than other because there is no other sitting across from us as we are communicating. And I'd love to say that's what's happening. Because in a relationship, especially as we're developing the relationship, knowing who we are and the experience we wish to have is critical to the development of a healthy relationship. If we used texting and even emails or a form of written communication to accurately teach who we are, I wonder how different this whole conversation would be. That's not, however, what I see happening. What I'm learning with the people with whom I work is that, in fact, there's more miscommunication, there's more shortened communication through texting than otherwise. So at the end, I'd like to come back and see if we can't talk a little bit about this from the angle of how you can use texting as a, or emailing as a way to further the teaching of yourself. So before I get started, I would like all of you to, to think about the times in your life you've had to write something, whether that's for a class or a blog or out of pleasure, but you've written something. And I'm not talking about your texting and your emails. Just think about having to write a story or write a dialogue or write a description of some sort. How easy was that? How did you find a way to write in words the experience you're attempting to portray to the person reading. And I want you to see if you can grasp the difficulty you might have had in doing that. As a writer, I do find that when I write, I am forced to think about how the reader is taking in the words written. Are the written words creating the experience that I am teaching or wanting them to, to have? And that's a difficult part of the process. So I'd like all of you, as you're listening to the program today, to keep that in the background as we start to talk a little bit about relationships and texting. So let's talk about developing a relationship. In the beginning stages of a relationship, oftentimes people will do special things to keep that glistening, exciting aspect of the relationship alive. So I'll use a different kind of example. Maybe um, I hate to do laundry, but I'm very excited to be in the relationship and we're kind of hanging out at his house and, and I do his laundry. Okay. And I don't mind because we're talking and it's not a big deal and I'm not really conscious of what I'm doing. I'm just doing it for him because it's a nice gift. 
But if I stay in that relationship two years down the road and I'm no longer doing laundry because I hate doing laundry and he wants to know why I'm not doing laundry, I'm like, because I don't like doing laundry and I don't do laundry. But you used to do the laundry. Yes, I used to do the laundry. But I don't like doing laundry. Well, I don't understand. Of course, I set a precedence. Now let's move that over to texting. If I start a relationship off with texting or accepting the texting from the other person, what have I invited into my relationship? When I text, am I present? Am I aware of how the other is reading my text? What am I developing in this text message? Oftentimes the text messages that are being written are also being misunderstood. It may not be misunderstood in a negative way. It may be misunderstood in a positive way. So your text message is not going to be a clear representation of you unless you are thoroughly aware of what it is you wish to experience and especially in developing a relationship because you still don't know that other person and you know whether you're conscious of it or not that that other person doesn't know you yet and so when you're writing these texts or emails you're not writing to someone who knows everything behind the thoughts everything that's generating the text so it's it's missing something of course on the other hand you know the other person doesn't know you and in that text or email you can also create anything you wish to create and I'm gonna sidebar that because if in fact you or the person across from you is texting and creating an image that isn't what they end up portraying in the relationship is it possible that when you're texting you're actually starting to tap into the truth of who you know you are beyond your defenses and that's what you're putting out there and that once the relationship gets going you start to feel a little bit more defensive and defended because now you think you have something to lose which most people do and now the texting changes and so because again the style of texting in developing the relationship was carrying one message to both you or from you and to the other now as the relationship has changed so does the connotation of the texting so there can be a lot of hiding behind the texting or there could be inadvertent exposure in the texting meaning the truth of who you are is really displayed in that texting beyond what you usually are willing to show face to face in a relationship so in developing the relationship we really want to look at inside ourselves what we are portraying and what we're not portraying if there's a misunderstanding at the beginning of the relationship oftentimes you just don't get a return text or somebody just disappears and now you're in a quandary okay what did I do did it come across wrong what you know and because so many of our people now aren't familiar with the the art of communicating uh, voice to voice it becomes an empty space like oh my gosh you don't know where to go from there and so then there's just a severing and that severing is really creating some challenges for people out there 
it's another discussion. But in the texting, if we're relying on it uh, for more of develop, I don't even want to say development at this case. If if we're relying on our texting as a main part of communicating in, in the development of a relationship, we run a high risk of not allowing that intimacy to genuinely develop. So when somebody just uses the opportunity to just stop texting back, many people are left in a very ungrounded, unclosed uh, kind of feeling where they don't understand what went wrong and since we don't know how to look inside ourselves the text messaging doesn't give us any feedback back in that regard we can't know their perceptions we can't know their understanding because the written word is so much different it's missing all of the the voice intonation it's missing all of the body movement the eyes the tenderness in your voice versus the harshness of course that's intonation but it's it's really missing a myriad of factors that that allow understandings and learnings to take place uh, in the beginning stages of a relationship. If as you're listening to this you're thinking, gosh, you know, I'm in the, the beginning stages of a relationship and we do text back and forth and you've got questions about that, then I, I really would love to hear from you. Um, you can do it anonymously or you can, you know, you can handle it any way you want. I'll leave you information uh, as to how to reach me at the end of the program, but I would love to hear your questions because what I see might be a little bit different than what you're experiencing. And to be able to uh, talk more about this to the audience and teach in a more diverse fashion would be wonderful. So please let me know what you're thinking as we go on if you have any questions or I'm not tapping on your particular challenges. I'd like to talk a little bit now about maintaining a relationship and how texting may become a part of the maintenance of the relationship. As I mentioned earlier, once the relationship is underway, texting is, can be used as a means of making a pointed comment like, see you soon, or how about dinner tomorrow, or it can be an expression, good morning, I'm thinking about you, or it could become more of a main form of communication where lengthy texts and multiple texts are used throughout the day to communicate with the other. And then the other thing I mentioned was to be used as a form of maybe escape or avoidance where there's something that you would like to be able to say to the other but you're not comfortable saying it out loud so you text it or you do the exact same thing impulsively. Just impulsively you send a text out of anger or hurt or not maybe something different but maybe a little bit more impulsive and you're using the text message as a way to um, do something that you would not do uh, verbally face to face so if we use if we look at the forms of texting that that take place um, if we're using it just for a small reason a pointed reason a specific reason I think all of us can agree that that is probably the most efficient use of texting. Um, if we are using it as a brief expression in the course of a very busy, hectic life, again, I think we agree that's a pretty neat way to use texting. If I'm out and about and I'm thinking about you and I don't have time to pick up a phone and call and I just want you to know I'm thinking about you, it's a nice way to use it. The other forms 
bring up some interesting questions in the maintenance of a relationship. If, in fact, we get used to sending little I love you's in text messages and we don't say it any longer, or we use text messaging to replace some of our words and some of our communication verbally, we are starting to break down the intimacy of the relationship. The intimacy in a relationship is developed through person-to-person -person contact and communication. And what I mean by intimacy isn't just sexual intimacy. It's about the intimacy of the communication, the trust, and the, and the relationship itself at all levels. And so if we are just texting, we're keeping it at a level that misses true intimacy. And some of you out there may be saying, oh, that's not true. I send very intimate texts, and, and I can be very intimate in what I write. And, and yes, you may be able to be very intimate in what you write. We all may be. But can you be as intimate when you are sitting in front of that same person? Can you open yourself to what you're feeling in front of that person? Whether that feeling is a compliment of them or a hurt inside yourself or a fear or a challenge or something that you're so excited about or your dreams are you able to open those pieces of you up face to face so the person can see into your eyes as you speak about those things? It seems that your texts would be able to do that, but they miss the human being. And so a lot gets read into those messages. Oftentimes, the other side says, gosh, why did the person text this instead of saying it? Let's hope that question never goes away because it says, why weren't they comfortable enough to speak this? And that's a real important question. It's a question that, that we've had fun with in the office because it can be asked in a very different tone and have a very different meaning. Gosh, I wonder why he texted that information or I wonder why she texted that information. Um, it could be, you know, a setup for doubt and mistrust and, hmm, I wonder what's really going on. Why are they texting instead of calling? Are they using the texting because they're not where they're supposed to be? How come this is happening? So it's, it's, we've had a lot of fun just talking back and forth about the various ways that um, texting has created all kinds of perceptions of doubt and mistrust and breakdown at least on one side of the relationship. Um, so when you're maintaining a relationship and those kinds of questions come up, if we're used to texting, do those questions get asked to the other person? And are they asked with compassion or have we already made up our mind that it's with you know ill intent and now we come back with an angry judgmental tone and now our verbal communication is being affected by the texting and the communication there. And that's part of what happens when we're using texting as more of a, as a woven in as part of our main form of communicating or it is our main form of communicating. It leaves so much room for interpretation and assumption because the human being is not in front of us with all of the other facets of communication. It also, as, as you can tell by the questions, you know, that I, I, I said we kind of 
tossed back and forth, it, it brings up the escape or the avoidance. You know, are they using the texting to avoid saying something or avoid telling the truth or, you know, avoid just being who they are, you know, present right there. How present are we when we text? Not very, huh? And in maintaining a partnership, can we really maintain a partnership if we're not consciously there and physically there, present, available, open to receive and open to give? As I mentioned earlier, you know, it's it's about communicating of self to other. Always in a relationship, it's about teaching the other who you are, not telling them about them. And oftentimes in texting, we think it's perfectly okay to tell the other person about the other. Well, we think it's perfectly okay to tell the other when we're talking too, so we can scrap that thought. But um, certainly texting it, it's, it's left... Um, as a as a pointed hit and there is no rebuttal and sometimes texting those uh, comments are done with purpose because you don't want to hear the other person's um, response but the other person is left with no defense and so there is no right or wrong here it's just simply what can be happening in the texting and when those are happening in a long-term relationship or a relationship that um, is is on a more intimate basis that creates a breakdown rather quickly and if that is not communicated that breakdown starts to become a crack in the foundation until finally it is the demise of the relationship the misunderstandings that occur in texting or in communicating are because the self is not known so if the other person has room to doubt or question or or to assume and to perceive in a way that you didn't intend to be perceived then as you can see that the misunderstandings that can occur are extensive as i mentioned earlier you know misunderstandings uh, in a text message could be a great thing if the couple is willing to verbally communicate what that misunderstanding is or was. I know of a couple who have been together for many years and a huge part of their communicating is via text messaging. And you would be amazed at the length of conversations that take place over text messaging and how often in those text messages one will be trying to express unconditional love and acceptance and the other is picking up judgment and accusation. Need I say more? And that's a very real example. Oftentimes in another relationship, I'll use it as an example, one of the people texts all of the time and that other person prefers their alone time. So in that alone time, they text, 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 text to their partner. But when they're together, the intimacy is very different because now they have to talk, they have to look at one another. 
And so after years of being together, they are having to redefine a new relationship where half of it is through texting and half of it is through face-to-face. And that's a real challenge because they're two completely different forms of communicating and styles of interacting. If we don't know how to communicate, the texting can't work. So as we go forward in this culture, how are we going to accommodate this new style of communicating? How are we going to accommodate the texting? I'm hoping that we're in an awkward stage right now because we used to communicate via voice and now it's so easy to communicate via texting. You know, it certainly allows us to, you would think, communicate more, but are we communicating in a style that allows us to be known for who we are? Is is our intent coming across? Is our truth being heard in this style of communicating? So I'd love to believe that we're just in, you know, that the pendulum has swung into the side where we're just over texting. Uh, but how is it going to come back? Where's that middle ground? And I, I challenge each of you to ask, you know, where where would you like to see texting fit into your relationships? And if you find that you would really like to keep it as a more active form of communicating, that's okay. That's your choice. I would ask yourself where that's coming from inside. Why do you prefer the texting? How do you feel compassion through a text message? How do you know the person who is attached to that text message? And how do they know you? And how much of you would you like them to know? And do you think that your text messages are really putting that across? You could use text messages to teach if you are good at writing and describing with words your own experience. There are various aspects of perception which I'm not going to get into today, but in those various aspects of perception, most of them are missing in texting. So we end up relying only on our inner assumption and and perception of what we know. Very, very limited perception. So it tends to be from the the reader of the text message, it's more apt to come from some of their fears than it is their love, except, as I mentioned, at the beginning phases of the relationship because in the beginning phases of the relationship when you're developing everything is about the glisten and, and, and the excitement and the glory and so everything is being perceived from isn't this wonderful isn't this wonderful so that helps kind of skew the interpretation of the text message um, but once the relationship is underway you're losing a lot of the the parts of perception that occur in face-to-face communication and it's it really kind of compresses, if you will, the perception of the text message to come from some of the challenges and fears that are within you as the writer or the reader. So I would, li- I hope that, that today as I've talked about some of this that you can see how as we're texting, let's be more conscious. I would love for us to be more aware of how we're using our texting. I guess that's my wish for for all of this is that um, we really start to think about what we're communicating, especially if we want the relationship that we are in and we are enjoying aspects of it 
every relationship is going to have its challenges. How do we incorporate texting in a way that allows the relationship to develop and to grow? How do you use texting to allow your own self to develop and to grow? Become willing, if you may, to be honest with yourself as to why you're texting when you text and how you're using texting when you use texting. It's important for you to be understood. It's important to you to be heard. Is your texting sending the right messages, especially to someone who you love? I hope that today has allowed you to think about your own experiences in texting and relationships, both from the other and from yourself. And I would love to know what your thoughts are. Where have you run into challenges? Have you received a text that makes you go, oh wow, where's this coming from? Have you all of a sudden had someone just stop texting and you wonder why? Have you had somebody text when it you thought for sure they would be calling you to say what they're saying? What were your experiences when your partner texted instead of called or text maybe too many texts instead of a phone call? What was your question? What was your feeling? What was your experience? I would love to hear from all of you so that we can take this conversation to another level and really look at what's going on in texting in our relationships. You can reach me, Kristen Bomas, at my website, kristenbomas.com, which is K-R-I-S-T-E-N-B-O-M-A-S.com. You can reach me on my Twitter account, at Kristen Bomas. And, of course, I'm on Facebook. Or you can call me, 954-725-7200. Again, I'm Kristen Bomas. This is Speak Your Truth Radio, and we are on a conscious journey to enlightenment.